0: friends and welcome back to another episode of pickles and vodka the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations for some reason that was really hard for me to say uh, but i guess it just proves my point that i'm really good i'm really bad at having perfect conversations um anyway my name is christina i'm your host uh right now it is friday the 25th of February, 2022. Um, I usually record the intros on Sundays, but I don't know, I've had a lot of things floating around in my head today that I just need to get out, and what better way than to talk about it on a podcast? (laughs) It it all started yesterday when Facebook reminded me that it had been one year since the Bulimia Diaries came out, and if you're new to the podcast or if you haven't heard, uh, the Bulimia Diaries is my most listened to episode to date. Basically, um, I released it when I was in treatment. Uh, It's a collection of audio journals that I recorded throughout the year 2020. And the reason that I released them all on a podcast episode is because I really wanted to share how bad it got and how I had improved but also it's kind of a reminder of how terrible it was to be stuck in the bulimia cycle and I know a lot of you related to it because you've told me so and it, it is something I'm really proud of it wasn't easy to release because it's very personal stuff but it did a lot of good and I'm really proud of it and that is why today on the one year anniversary of the bulimia diaries i'm basically doing the same thing i'm gonna be playing a bunch of audio journals taken in chronological error in chronological order throughout the last year basically it starts when i get out of treatment and then it ends uh this month basically so if you want to hear how i've been doing rather than tell you about it in this intro i'm just gonna let my audio journals tell you Before I go into that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who gave me a rating on iTunes or Spotify. Y'all really rock. Like, seriously. I I feel this great love toward my listener base because, first of all, you're all so fucking sweet and talented. I'm just really fortunate to have you as my listeners. But, um, uh, what was I even going to say? Basically just thanks to everyone who rated my podcast and if you want to make my day even more, you can go write me a review. Saying that feels scary because I'm bad at promoting myself, but uh, it would make me happy and I need that happiness these days because it's been a really rough week. Real quick before I launch into the audio journals, I woke up this morning feeling really sick. You can probably tell in my voice that um, I have a sore throat and I just feel really achy all over and my chest is tight which my chest is always tight Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before but I have asthma I always had since I was a kid and for a while as an adult it got better like I didn't have to use my inhaler at all for a few years Uh, but since I started uh, vaping and smoking weed it's gotten worse, and it's the most embarrassing thing to to admit because I'm really doing it to myself. Anyway, I woke up feeling like shit, and I had some plans today with my family, but I canceled them just in case what I have is COVID. Hopefully not. My partner is bringing over a test as we speak. Um, I don't even know if it'll show you that early. I I don't. I've never. I mean, I I, test, I tested for COVID before, but it was one of those places where you had to wait in line for hours outside. Uh, So this is a take-home kit, which I've never done. Hopefully it's not as scary. Hey, future Christina here. I just wanted to tell you all that I did get COVID tested the morning after I made this recording, and it did come out negative, which is amazing. So now, as my friend says, uh, what ails me can just be a mystery that might inevitably cause panic attacks from Googling too much. Um, Okay, anyway, back to the show. When I was at work earlier today, I I wouldn't have gone to work, by the way, if I felt really sick. I, I had breakfast this morning and took a shower and I felt a lot better. So I went. But then towards the end of the day, I started feeling shitty again. So, But I was thinking of what it would mean if I actually had COVID. And it wasn't my first thought, but one of my first thoughts I had was, maybe you will lose weight. Yeah, it's... It's fucking disgusting. Like maybe if you get COVID, at least you can lose weight. That's literally a thought that I had. And it just goes to show you that my brain is still recovering a lot from 15 years of bulimia. My body is well on its way to recovery. I don't get the binge and purge cravings as much anymore. Like the last time I purged was three or four weeks ago. I don't even know. And that's amazing. But I do struggle a lot still with body image. It's really, really hard. Most of the time, I hate the way I look. I hate the way I feel in this new, healthy body. Also, did any of you ever get called healthy and saw it as an insult? Because, <laughs> I don't know, in our family, whenever someone was described as healthy, it would usually be code for, oh, they gained weight. and don't worry i've had this conversation with my mom before kind of challenging that language but um see what was i even talking about i don't know my memory is shit oh yeah i was talking about how my brain still has a long way to go in recovery the fact that i thought about losing weight as a response to maybe having covid is a huge red flag So, before I share the audio journals, I wanted to give an update on what has been working for me since I released the Bulimia Diaries and what I've noticed about myself. The first thing that comes to mind is non-linear growth. This whole time, I have not ever professed to be recovered. Even saying I'm in recovery feels like a lie sometimes because I actively pursue coping mechanisms that are harmful. And my mental health in the absence of toxic coping mechanisms has been really struggling. My anxiety has just been taking over my life lately. And I've always been anxious, but I've never felt like I might have had anxiety until now. Funniest story about that. I know there's there's a lot of tangents in this episode, but I'm trying to let it flow naturally, if you will. But um, I found a bottle of gabapentin on my shelf in the kitchen the other day. And it, it was prescribed to me when I was in treatment for anxiety. And I had like a few doses left. And so I decided to take a dose that day. And oh my fucking God, I felt like a normal person. It was like, A fog had been all over everything and suddenly lifted. I just felt calm and content and focused. If you can't tell by this intro, my focus is terrible. Uh, But the bad news is I only have two doses left and then I don't have health insurance, so I can't get more. But it did show me that it is possible for me to survive without these toxic things in my life. And that it's all just trial and error, really. From the beginning of the podcast, I've never been like pro or anti-medication. I just, it's something that works for some people and it doesn't work for others. And I feel like I'm a little bit closer to getting it to work for me. But yeah, I still have a long way to go. But I have made a ton of progress with that said. And I think I overlook that sometimes. I I was talking about nonlinear growth and how basically it means that you don't get better right away. Like I've relapsed so many times since I got out of treatment. And I don't really like using that word, but whatever, I'm, I'm saying it now. I, I relapsed a bunch of times. And even now I'm still abusing medication and you know smoking almost every day. It does help me, but I know long-term I'm gonna have to find something else. But the whole point I'm trying to make is that listening to these audio journals that I'm about to play for you, made me so proud of myself, not just for surviving and getting through it, but also for documenting every moment in a concise way is really kind of like a gift to my future self. Like when I make audio journals, I don't always think I'm going to share them or even listen to them again. I just want to get all my feelings out right then, right there. But I don't know. I just feel like things are better than they were last year and they're going to get better and my ways of handling difficulties have gotten better and i'm just so unbelievably grateful for everything in my life right now with that said i'm gonna play you these audio journals i wonder how many times i've said audio journals in this episode so far audio journal god i hate myself um i'm gonna play them for you just as a content warning there is reference to food and weight and drug use so if you're triggered by that, maybe skip it. It's going to be really raw and real. I do not edit these at all, aside from bleeping out someone's name. I don't edit them. They're just totally raw and real. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think uh, by sending me a DM on Instagram or emailing me. I don't, I don't know. But I would love to hear your thoughts. And with that said, here is the Bulimia Diaries Part 2 recovery edition I feel so fucking excited for the future and it's like I have a second chance to start my life again like I almost feel like I've been wasting the last 28 years of my life because I wasn't allowed to pursue the things I wanted or like I never knew I could pursue the things I wanted and so now I'm just sitting here in my apartment and I just flooded with like, motivation to write a book, like, I've always wanted to be a writer ever since I was a teenager, like, I'm finally embracing that side of myself again, and it feels like a true identity, like a healthy identity, and, like, it's exciting. I'm so scared that nothing matters. The closer I get to being healthy, the harder I work to get rid of the things that are bad for me, the more I get, I start feeling like nothing matters and that without any distractions, life isn't worth living. Like I try so fucking hard to do everything right. I stop bitching and purging, and I stop doing drugs, and I, I get help, and then inevitably, I get back to this cold realization that it doesn't matter. Nothing matters because no matter how hard I try. It's never going to be better. I'm never going to get rid of this feeling that... That I'm broken. It's it's just... Like, I know I could be happy if I worked hard, but, like... I can't work hard enough. And, like, what if I do work harder? And I'm still not happy. Like, it's not worth it. <sighs> I just want to be loved. I just want to be with someone who loves me. And I just. Oh fuck, I've just felt hopeless for such a long time. And like, when it comes down to it, I feel like nothing has changed since I was a teenager. It's just so exhausting to think about. and I'm so tired of fighting. Uh, I just, I can't do this. It is 3.44 p.m. on Sunday and all I've done today was eat six pieces of toast with peanut butter and a banana and then take a shower and then go back to bed and fight binge urges all day. Also purge urges, um, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's 3.44. I'm, like, just starting to get up. I'm meeting some friends tonight, but part of me wants to cancel because I just feel so disgusting. I feel so fat. I feel like... I can't do this recovery thing one second longer because, like, what's the point if I hate myself this much? And I was just feeling so fucking guilty for just, like, eating all that and then on top of that not going outside and just lying in bed like a slob. Like, I I caught a few hours of sleep and the reason I'm making this is because I do feel a little bit better... And it's still, you know, it's not even four o'clock. I'm still going to have a fun time with friends. And I'm going to put makeup on and try to feel as cute as I can. And, you know, some days your depression will make you not get out of bed. Like some days I I'm allowed to have days like this. Even if it's sunny outside and I feel like I'm obligated to go out and do quote unquote productive things, like I don't have to. I'm like if staying in and being in bed and doing nothing means not binging and purging and then I'm fine with it. Um this is just harm reduction and I'm not weak if I don't do anything. There's not not a ton of people out, but just enough people out to make me feel kind of strange about walking down the sidewalk with my mask on. It's just kind of hitting me how weird life is and how this has become our reality and like what even is reality now? Like plans don't mean anything they can be made they can be broken people come and go in and out of your life sometimes it doesn't mean anything but sometimes it's life-changing and like how the fuck are you supposed to know the difference I don't know I just feel kind of strange today just processing the state of existence and also telling myself that it's gonna be okay like i overthink everything i I destroy relationships before they barely begin because i overthink things and instead of just letting nature take its course I, i manhandle it into destruction and it just isn't working for me like i need to trust the process i'm doing great in my recovery I'm making so many steps forward, even though I don't see it. And I just need to worry about myself. I need to stop worrying so much about other people and how they're going to affect my journey. Because ultimately my journey is my own, and I am the one embarking on it, and I am the one that controls it and gets to enjoy it too. Um, Yeah, just thinking about that. So it is 10.44 PM. I'm in Seattle, walking down Madison Avenue. It's cold outside, but not too cold. And I am high. (laughs) It always comes down to that, doesn't it? I'm high. I, I feel like there is no time in my life when I'm not high and that's pretty sad it's pretty sad when I think about my childhood self super skinny, white curly haired kid nose always in a book you know she didn't want to be a drug addict She was afraid of the world. All she wanted to do was read the boxcar children in her room and eat dove chocolates, you know? (sighs) Jesus, it's crazy how we change as we get older. It's, I feel like I've shed several skins by now. Like, maybe it's the drugs but i really 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 cannot remember so many of my past experiences it's probably the drugs but uh, it really is like shedding a skin because i feel like before this like who was i before this i don't know am I now? I don't know. Who will will I be? I have no fucking clue. But I cannot become the person that I want to become unless I get sober. And that is going to be very, very hard. So I'm kind of at a loss for words. I've been here before, many, many times before. It's like not even surprising at this point. It's just fucking annoying that I'm still here after going through treatment and like having all the support in the world. I still end up here walking manically outside at an ungodly hour after binging and purging, acting like it'll cleanse me of my sins. Acting like walking will make everything better. I'll tire myself out, wake up, go to bed, (laughs) go to bed and then wake up, I mean, and then it'll be a new day and I'll be okay, but, like, it's getting harder to be okay. I can't even spend time with people I love without these thoughts just, like, screaming at me. So fucking loud. It's like, I can't focus on anything else. I can't focus on my job search. My sister told me today that she couldn't live with me after all, and I wasn't even upset because, like, my mind isn't even there. I'm just, like, all I can do is focus on the present and how much I'm battling my fucking brain. It's just so hard, and... I'm tired of it. I wanna stop, but I don't know how. I just don't fucking know how. I don't know if it's possible. And I'm just I don't know what kind of life I'm gonna have. Am I just gonna deal with this forever? Am I just gonna be like getting close to people and then pushing them away once they realize like how fucked up I am? I don't know. And I just I'm really tired. I'm so tired. I just feel like no matter how much I try to get better, no matter how pro- how many programs I go to, no matter how many months I'm in treatment, it doesn't matter. Like I'm still going to struggle with this for the rest of my life. And it's a really bleak realization to come to because what does that mean for my relationships? Like the last three relationships I've been in, I've basically ruined with my mental health. I mean, there were other factors that, of course, it wasn't just my fault. But but yeah, it had a lot to do with it. I chose addiction over my partner. I chose bulimia over my partner. And it's a pattern at this point. And I'm so stupid. Like I'm just now seeing it and realizing that the only way I'm ever gonna have a meaningful, long-lasting relationship is if I deal with my shit. And first of all, I don't know what that even means. I don't know how to deal with my shit. Like I mean, I do and I don't. Like I know I have to stop binging and purging. I know I have to be more accountable but I've been trying these things and just nothing works. Like nothing sticks. It's like the bulimia is the abusive ex-boyfriend I keep returning to because in a fucked up way, they get me and I'm never going to find that amount of intimacy with like anyone else. And I don't want that to be my life. I want, Love. I deserve love and happiness like anyone else. I just don't know what it's going to take for me to get there. And that's kind of scary. Um, So I feel like I'm like in a straight up relapse. Um, (laughs) I've been binging and purging again. It's pretty bad, but like... I feel like I'm still doing the right thing, and you know, right is in air quotes, because like I'm still fucking purging, but like I'm, you know, enrolling myself in three support groups a week. I'm telling people when it happens. Um, I'm practicing harm reduction. But you know, I feel like in the end, I'm just kind of bullshitting myself because. You know, I'm I'm just going to call it what it is. It's a relapse. And, it, um, I don't know. Tonight I've just been really thinking a lot about how tired I am of, like, trying to get better and then just going back to where I started. And, like, I, I tr- I've tried, like, having a strict routine. I've tried working. I've tried working, doing my art. Um... I've tried, obviously I've tried treatment and that apparently wasn't enough. I mean, I don't want to say like that it was all waste because it wasn't like I learned a lot and I I am better than I was before. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, if, if I can do all that and still be dealing with this and like, you know, at this point, my last three relationships were like ended in part because of my mental illness. And I'm just tired of like, returning to it like like an ex-boyfriend that was abusive but like i keep returning because they're familiar and they get me in some fucked up way that no one else does but that's just what's on my mind right now i just i don't know where i'm going with this i just realized that getting sober used to be my hell like i was just sitting on the couch about to start a new episode of TV and listening to the rain and just thinking, this is nice. But then for some reason, my mind immediately jumped back to when I was an alcoholic. And if I had had a night like tonight as an alcoholic, I would have been in hell. Like if past me who was an alcoholic could look into the future and see future me sitting on a couch sober at night watching TV, I would be like, fucking no way. Get me out of here. That's not going to happen. So, yeah. What I consider nice now past me considered hell. And that's so fucking wild. And so it kind of gives me a little perspective about my bulimia now. Like, the idea of going... A single night without purging, like binging and purging, sounds like hell. I mean, I mean, bulimia is hell, so it's a little different, but like, like I don't go into withdrawals if I stop binging and purging. Like with alcohol, it was a little different, but um, yeah, if I can kind of sort of reframe this, that would be great you ever just see yourself from a third person perspective and think you're an adult you gotta stop this shit you can't keep going on much longer like this this isn't gonna end well what will people think of you this isn't realistic you are an adult god i'm an adult who does not feel like an adult. And I hate that the only reason I'm able to be this honest with myself is because I'm high. I wish that when I was sober, I had the ability to say these things. And probably I do. Probably I do. I probably have the ability to say a lot of great things when I'm sober, but uh, it's like saying, oh, you know, if your kid, if you hadn't aborted that baby, he would have developed the cure for cancer. Well, he didn't, because he didn't exist. That's a pointless road to go down. Um, man, hi. I'm walking up a hill. It's late at night. And once again, I am Just feeling very out of place. I feel very out of place in the world, in the country, in the state, in my neighborhood, in my family, in my friend group. should have switched those. Friend group, then family. We were like building momentum and then anyway. But yeah, um, I feel like an outsider. I always have and part of me feels like even just talking about it I feel guilty like you're not fucking special who cares no one wants to hear what you have to say no one but like that's not true because I have a lot of valuable things to say and sure if I never say them no one's gonna miss them But also, if I do say them, how many lives can I touch? Like, instead of focusing on everything that I'm not doing, let's focus on the things that like I am doing. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. It's four minutes past midnight and I'm sitting in a playground on a bench And a few blocks away, there's a bar blasting music so loud I can hear it from here. I can hear people laughing and talking, and I feel kind of forlorn right now. Like, it's like a little different from the regular loneliness, I feel. It's almost just like... I know that being alone right now is the right thing to do because obviously I don't belong in a bar, but that doesn't make it any easier. Like, I know I'm supposed to be sitting out here right now in this playground, and I know there's nothing wrong with it, but I still feel really lonely. Another another thing I'm thinking of right now is the last time I was in a playground as an adult. It was 2019 in April and I was deep into my alcoholism. I would take really long walks at midnight or later even. Uh, Sometimes I would get drunk before, sometimes I would bring a water bottle full of vodka and drink while I was walking, Um, in the later stages at least. But this particular night, I remember, just feeling really, really sad. Kind of similar to how I feel now, just lonely and sad. And I remember walking to the playground really late at night and climbing up onto one of the slides and just sitting there in the dark, listening to Four of Swords. <laughs> like every time I listen to that album, I am I, taken right back into this moment. And I remember just feeling the strong thought of like, this is my life i think i'm destined to be alone out here on the proverbial playground at, at night with no one else around me like this place that's supposed to be a place of fun and companionship is just i have like arrived too late in the day and it's dark and there's no one around and all i can do is just kind of sit back and listen to music and try my best to enjoy the moment by myself um, the difference this time, obviously, is that I'm not drunk. I've been sober for four years, or <laughs> I've been sober for four, two years exactly in four days. And I know I'm a different person than I was last time I was on a playground, but it also feels like life is just cycling back and that these things are just going to continue happening for me until I change something. And even if I do change something, sometimes like, history just repeats itself, and that's okay, because when it repeats itself the second time, well, when it repeats itself, that's an oxymoron, it just, like, you're still not the same person you were the first time it happened, and so you experience it a whole different way. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to sit here for a while and keep reflecting and I want to make an audio journal right now because I think it's just as important to talk about good things that happen to you as it is to talk about the bad stuff. And I, I think sometimes I do focus on the bad stuff too much. Um, I know that for a fact. And it definitely colors my life experience. Um, it's like when I'm sad, I always listen to sad music. And I think it's making me feel better. I tell myself it's good to feel the emotions. but. It's just making me sadder sometimes. Like like my best friend tells me to listen to happy music when I'm feeling sad, and the advice sounded kind of ridiculous to me at the moment. But right now, like I realize it's true. Like so, today was really great. I um, hung out with a friend, and he had just gotten a motorcycle that I actually helped him buy. And um, he let me ride his bike all around Seattle. And we got tacos. Um, I, ate, I ate tacos without guilt. It was just the right amount of food. It was cheap. And then there was a certain point where he wanted me to get on the highway. And I was hesitant because I'm not familiar with the highways around here. but. He really urged me, and so I did, and there was this moment where we were zooming across the highway with water on either side of us, and then in the distance, Mount Rainier was just as big and clear as I'd ever seen it, and it was just one of those moments that just took my breath away and gave me such a thrill to be alive. Um, th- those moments are so few and far between. and especially now since i moved to seattle there's been a lot of really bleak moments and one low after the other and it it has felt like a very harsh place at times and i wouldn't be honest if i didn't say that it's i've doubted my decision to move here a lot but this moment just made me feel like everything was okay and everything was going to be okay and that all my experiences leading up to that moment hadn't happened for nothing. Um, Then we got to Bellevue and I let him ride me around and it was really scary Um, but he did great. He did great. It's only his second day of riding but uh, he took me across the water into Seattle and um, I was a little scared for my life but I didn't die. Um, It was just a really fun day. And then I got home and I cleaned my apartment and I lit a bunch of candles and I played with the cats and watched some TV. And there was a moment when I got home that I really wanted to binge and purge. Um, These moments often happen after I have a good time. It's almost like by having a good time and spending my time doing productive things I'm betraying my eating disorder or like I'm betraying the side of myself that's destructive that feels like my true self um so you know I went to the store and I started looking at candy and then my brother called me and I was able to go home without any binge food and even then I was like okay maybe I'll just binge some quote-unquote safe snacks and it'll be harm reduction, but I didn't. I got home and I watched TV without binging and then I took a walk and now I'm sitting here on the dock and I'm looking across the water at the very same bridge that my friend and I rode across a few hours ago. And I just feel this deep sense of calm and like possibility, like I feel as though I do have the capability to recover I'm I'm capable and not only am I capable but maybe I want to and who knows I could go home and still binge and purge you know tomorrow could be I could feel totally different but in this moment right now I feel good and I just wanted to document it. I don't know why every time something good happens I feel the compulsion to cancel it out with something toxic like I went on a 10 mile hike with this morning and it was really fun and then I came home and just binged and purged and it took me by surprise I mean there were leftover binge foods in the fridge so I've done this before but um it still took me by surprise because it's like well what do you want like I'm giving you a good day what else do you want And like, I took a bunch of Benadryl too. It's like not even dark outside. and I have shin splints. I can't even go enjoy the last of the sunshine. Just feeling really sad, I guess, but also hopeful for the future. I'm really excited about going to Virginia. I talked to mom and Caroline today on FaceTime and uh, it was so cool. Mom said something really neat like so my brother john is um going by a different name now and i was first was like i don't want i'm not going to call him that but then my mom and caroline are like you know if it was a transgender person like you would call them by their new name that's their name now and i was like oh my god you guys are so woke it's honestly one of the proudest i've ever been of my mom i'm so fucking sad and tired right now just like Fuck, it's been such a disappointing day, like one disappointment after another. And it's just, it's getting really old. I feel like I'm a target for disappointment. I, I get my hopes up, and then everything goes awry. And I know that this is very black and white language that I'm using, but I feel like I just need to vent for a second, get it out of my system. Yeah, so I'm supposed to have a tattoo today I've been looking forward to for months I've paid him And he just ghosted me Didn't give me a time Didn't respond to texts He's off doing God knows what I was going to get my ear pierced And it turns out the appointment was for yesterday And I lost my $25 deposit Um, I'm having friendship problems A friend is accusing me of ignoring her And I I have And I feel like a shitty person. I just feel like my priorities are in the wrong place all the time. And I just, I feel like there's a secret to life that other people get. And I just don't. I'm just so tired. And like, my body feels heavy. I just don't know how much more of this I can handle. Christopher might come over tonight. He said he might. But like, at this point... I'm just not even preparing for that because he probably won't. That's just how life works for me. So I'm in the middle of a binge right now. I stopped halfway through to make this because I was just thinking to myself, what if I never find a hobby that excites me as much as binging and purging? Like I feel like no matter what I try, no matter how many healthy coping mechanisms I do, I always come back to binging and purging because I can't think of anything that can take its place. I mean, I wouldn't be doing it for this long if I didn't enjoy it. And yeah, it makes me miserable. But like, I just kind of see that as the the cost of I'm just I I'm this way for life. Like that's me, and. The reason I wanted to make this voice recording is because when I was thinking that, it re- reminded me of how I was thinking when I was drinking. Um, when I was an alcoholic, I, I thought, ugh, nothing's gonna fill me up like alcohol, like nothing's gonna be as exciting, without alcohol life isn't gonna be fun, I'm not gonna have any friends, this is my identity, like I, I can't possibly give it up. And. I gave it up and I'm happier than ever, and I didn't lose any of the things that are important to me. In fact, they got better. So, I'm gonna finish this binge, and tomorrow I'll listen to this, I guess, and just try to get my shit together. I'm actually kind of freaking out right now. I was looking at pictures of me when I weighed less. The phone call with my mom last night Has really got me thinking about like How sick I actually looked to people So I tried very hard to just Look at myself from a third person perspective And it's fucking terrifying I look like a skeleton I, I look very sick the bones, my elbow bones, were wider than the arm that was attached to them. If that makes sense, like, and I remember thinking, I still needed to lose weight. I barely have anything holding me together, and I still need to needed to lose more. Like, what would be left? Maybe that's the point. There's nothing left. Maybe I just want to become nothing. Maybe I just want to become nothing. Nothing. There's something really soothing to that word. Um, Nothing means no problems, nothing means no form. No stream of consciousness No body Nothing Like I was having a panic attack earlier And like even just saying this Nothing is calming me down It's like Is that really what I've been striving for My entire life almost What's the good of all this stuff I've done If, If the end game is just Nothing. I don't know. And, you know, if I, if I like to say if I could stop, I would, but the thing is, I can stop and I don't. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do If I gain weight I'll freak out I can't gain weight I I already Like That's the thing I think I need to lose weight And looking at myself in the mirror I know I need to lose weight Because I don't look like the Christina in the old pictures So I must still be safe Like as long as I don't get that thin again I'll be fine And even then I secretly Envy that thin body So, like, is this just a game I'm gonna be playing my entire life? Just yo yoing back and forth between the same 15 pounds. I just can't do it. I have too much going on. I have too much to live for. And that sounds fucking cheesy, but like, I really do. I don't have time for this shit, but like. I feel helpless. I really do feel like there's something bigger than me and it has me captive. And I don't know how to escape. I'm at a point in my life right now where things are starting to happen. Good and bad A lot of pivotal moments Are occurring in my life I I have these opportunities I have These risks And I have the potential For reward And for fulfillment But I feel paralyzed I'm constantly second guessing My decisions Like what if it was a mistake to take this job Or to move into this apartment Or or what have you There's a lot of uncertainty in the air And It's very frustrating for me Just not I just wish someone would come and tell me what to do But that's not how life works And of course As I struggle to make these decisions My eating disorder has Completely taken the steering wheel And is trying to get me to go down the road That I've gone down for over a decade But I'm tired of being stagnant I'm, I'm almost 29 I haven't really worked at a job that I love yet I, I haven't been meeting the potential that I know I have And doing that is scary Because the possibility for failure is there the possibility of failing And then being ridiculed for failing Like I, I, I always Feel like people are talking behind my back About how Delayed my life is How sad I am, how pathetic I am And I know that's not true but In my mind If I take this job And Commit to this risk People will think I made the wrong decision But the thing is there's always going to be Someone that I made the wrong decision I just need to trust my gut and right now my gut is telling me to take a fucking risk I I never take risks and I haven't really grown in a while I mean I'm growing slowly all the time but I'm talking more career wise I guess I haven't been growing and I'm. I think I'm ready um I just wish I could trust myself to make the right decision. In two days, I will turn 29 years old. And I can't help but think about where I was last year. Um, I was dating Andrew, my mental health was okay, but I was still binging and purging. And I remember thinking, you need to lose so much weight or like, I don't know, nothing's changed. If anything, it's gotten worse since then. Um, I I feel like with bulimia, you can have it for years and years and years and never suffer any of the consequences that people tell you about, but then it hits you all at once. That's how I feel right now. My, My cheeks are swollen. My chest hurts. It's just, I have, I've, sores inside my mouth from either biting it because I was chewing too fast or because of salty, like, scratchy foods like popcorn. It's just... I don't want to feel this way forever. I don't want to look back on my 29th birthday and just remember how sore my mouth was and how swollen my glands were and how I compared my body to people who were there. Like, no... It's so ridiculous, but at the end of the day, I truly feel insane because I know what I need to do to get out of this, but I'm not doing it. And yeah, just feeling pretty depressed tonight. I think I'm gonna just like embrace it. I'm walking up a hill. That's why I'm out of breath. But yeah, I'm gonna play some sad music and just think about all of the fun memories I've had here in the last three years. I uh, took apart my loft bed today, and now my studio apartment looks even smaller. And it's just like so much happened there. Like I, I do think about like all the friends I had over all the fun moments I had, but another thing I remember is, like, the toilet, like, purging into it. The fir- I remember the first time I ever did in that apartment. I remember almost every subsequent subsequent purge, and that's literally, like, all that I remember. <sighs> I'm tired of my eating disorder stealing happy memories from me. I'm tired of this being like my whole life. If it were like, you know, 20% of my life, I would take it. I mean, no one wants bulimia in their life, but like, if I have to, I might as well. Like, you know, 20% of my life devoted to bulimia, that's not bad, but right now I feel like it's. Like, 80%. And everything else is just filler. And... If anything, it should be the opposite way around. I feel so... Full... Right now, but also... So empty. And I mean that... In a... An emotional way as well as a literal way. I... The thing about bulimia recovery is that my hunger cues are all messed up, and so I could be completely full and still feel hungry or vice versa. Like, I could go hours without eating and just not feel anything. And I just, I don't know what normal is. And emotionally, I feel full in that I'm finally here in Virginia with my family. I have a new job, an amazing apartment. I feel very privileged and my quality of living has gone up tremendously. But I also feel empty because, of course, moving here didn't fix my problems. Uh, That's not a hot take or anything. But I guess there was a small part of me that always childishly thought that Things would just magically change overnight when I got here. Even though my brain told me that wasn't gonna be the case, I guess part of me was just holding out for that. And shocker, things aren't different. I'm still binging and purging, even though it's less. Um, and even though I don't feel it as much because I'm making more money, it still sucks. It's still harmful. And I I feel like I can't sit still. I mean, I've always been the type of person that has to stay active, but it's just reached a fever pitch in the last few days. I can't even sit down for 10 minutes without thinking of something that I need to write down or something I need to do, and I have to get up And uh, at the same time that I'm... Feeling pressure to do all these things. My memory is declining and Sometimes I can't even remember what to do. I just know I have to do something and the panic sets in and it's just not normal And I'm so tired of it I've been thinking a lot about What it would mean for me if I struggled with this forever because That's a very real possibility The longer I spend fighting it, the more I realize that this is such an integral part of me that to take it away is going to be very difficult and painful. It's going to be a long process, and I don't know if I have the strength to do it. I feel more than ever that... This is a moral failing on my part The fact that I can't recover Uh, And I know that's not true But I can't help but feel the things I do And I just feel really guilty all the time And I don't know This phase of life is a perfect example of How nothing is black and white I can be here and be happy and be prosperous and also be very sick no buts about it it's like the two can be true at the same time and I think I'm just really struggling with that as hard as things have been for me recently I really do feel like I'm doing better and I'm feeling better and I'm feeling really hopeful about the future. And I know all this stuff lately that's been happening, like the substance use and the anxiety. I know that it's all just, it'll be dealt with eventually right now. I just have to focus on bulimia. That's so scary. Lately I've been thinking about it more and more though as a possibility. And... I just really don't want to waste 10 more years of my life with this. I've been thinking about death a lot lately. Not in a suicidal way, but just as a concept. I can feel myself drawing closer to it. Partially out of curiosity, partially because in my heart, I know that it's a very real possibility and maybe it's the thrill seeker in me that's not choosing to shy away but rather choosing to study it. And I can't really talk to anyone about it because it's fucking dark. No one wants to hear me talk about the real or perceived brushes with death That I've had And Part Partly it feels like liberation Like I'm letting go Of this Fear and anxiety I've had my whole life But Part of it Is kind of terrifying I don't want to die I love My life right now Aside from The very very big part of it That is Bulimia And And Substance abuse, like I love my life. I love my family. I love my friends. I love my podcast. My cats bring me joy every day. Like, I really love the life that I've built for myself, and it's just I don't want to leave it. But also, I'm getting really tired of fighting. I'm getting really tired of pretending that I'm okay and that this can't, can't kill me. I don't know. I, I, in some ways, I feel like this is a pathetic cry for help. In other ways, I feel like it's it's been a long time coming. But um, I don't know. I, I really would love to hear from others who have felt this way. Um, did you share with other people? Did you write about it? Did you talk about it? Like, how did you let it change? You like did, did it change the Course of your life Knowing that you were headed Toward death I, I just I'm really fascinated in talking About this and um, It's it's kind of ironic that The thing that's keeping me clinging To life is talking about Death with people Like I just I know That there's people out there who feel the same Way and I want to talk about it. I think in talking about it, we will strip it of its power and maybe begin to realign our priorities. I really do feel like the best days of my life are about to happen. In fact, they've already begun to happen. Moving here to Virginia was a really good decision. There, there were a few days when I, reg- not regretted it, but I questioned it because my M.O. is just to do impulsive things and not really think things through and just, I don't know, sometimes it's left me burnt. Moving to Seattle, I had never been there before I was just going through a breakup and relapsing and avoiding my substance abuse issues. I I could have just (laughs) maxed out a credit card, but instead I I moved to Seattle. And I don't regret it. I've said before that I don't really believe in regrets, or at least I, I don't believe regrets are healthy because you can't change the past. It's happened, and there's no use... Uh, wallowing over it. Can you learn from it? Yes, absolutely. You should learn from it. But all this to say I've made some questionable decisions in the past, but this is definitely not one of them and I'm just really happy to be here. Tonight was one of the first nights where I didn't feel the need to use drugs. I didn't feel the need to binge. I could have easily But instead I just I went to the library And got a library card I watched some TV I swiped on the apps I cleaned my kitchen And my bathroom Like just kind of uh, Normal people shit (laughs) And I don't know if I've said this before But normal stuff still feels Extremely weird for me Like I I either feel like I don't deserve it Or I feel like It's Not gonna last Because It never does Like good things never last right At least that's how I Have thought most of my life So I just Am overwhelmed with gratitude For My family And my friends And My podcast listeners But like mostly I just feel gratitude toward myself I did this And despite The nightmare my life has been for many years I'm still here and I'm really fucking proud of myself And I think I'm going to be Just fine And that doesn't mean I will be perfect (laughs) I wanted to end it on that positive note But I just have to say that I'm still gonna fuck up I I think One of my fears Is that once I start talking about being happy I will stop being happy And that's something I need to talk about In therapy obviously But I'm saying this to you, but mostly to myself That I'm, I'm, you're allowed to fuck up No one can be happy all the time No one can be perfect all the time I still have an eating disorder Just because I didn't struggle with it today Doesn't mean I don't have it I, I also tend to think that Like, oh, I feel better for one day I don't have a real sickness And that's honestly just setting myself up for a relapse With that black and white thinking And so... Um, I, I guess in, in in an attempt to revise my parting statement of, I think things are going to be okay, I really do think things are going to be okay, and things are also not going to be okay, and I'll just keep growing. I want to purge so bad right now, but it's always been increasingly clear, but like it's become extra increasingly clear lately that this cannot continue without severe financial and physical and emotional repercussions. Um, Today's day two of no purging and I've noticed a few things. Um, I've always had these red dots all over my face as an adult and I thought At first I thought it was just like acne, you know, bad skin But I was doing some research into bulimia Because even though I've had it for 15 years I still keep myself in the dark with a lot of the symptoms Because I don't want to face reality But um, I realized that the little red dots that I have all over my face Are burst blood vessels from purging um, I've, I've had similar marks before when I was an alcoholic I would have like burst blood vessels and with bulimia I, I, I've heard of bursting like blood vessels in your eye like that's happened to me once before but I don't know why this just really hit, hit a chord with me because I have really low self esteem I don't like my face most of the time, but the times I have liked it were the times where I want extended periods without purging, spending lots of time with people that made me happy. And so, even though I ate past comfort level today, and I really want to purge, I still feel... (sighs) I don't know, I feel like I can can do this. And it's going to be hard, and I might gain some weight, and that's fucking terrifying, but I don't want my face to be puffy and blotchy forever. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of websites where you can ask, like, how long will these symptoms... Stay, but after I stop purging, um, and answers vary from person to person, but it really is crazy how big of a change has taken place even in two days. Like my jawline is more prominent, and because I've been keeping food in, I haven't been getting as hungry recently. Um. So yeah. This is, this recording is to encourage me and tell myself that I'm doing a great job, but it's also to motivate me to get better so I can have flawless skin. Since I got to Virginia, there's been kind of a theme that I'm noticing, and that is accepting help and accepting my accomplishments Uh, because you all know I have low self-esteem and I'm a perfectionist and so I always think I could do better and when I am doing well uh, historically it's been like it doesn't last it's too good to be true and I have a lot of trust issues now because of various things that have happened to me over my life I'm almost afraid to enjoy a good thing Um, I tried to make an audio journal about this the other night, but I was so tired he could barely understand me, so I'm trying again now. Um, But basically what I was talking about was how, for instance, I have money again. I uh, started a new relationship. I got a new job. All this really great stuff that I'm kind of hesitant to embrace because in my mind, the internal dialogue is just going, you don't deserve this, or there's something that you're not noticing, or this won't last, you know what I mean? And then I started thinking, those good things didn't just manifest overnight. You have been struggling for years to get to this point, and you have, if not earned every good thing, um, at least deserve it, whatever that means. I I don't like using the word deserve, but um, I don't know how else to say it. But yeah, I I think for people like me who are very cynical um, and very self (laughs) Degr- <laughs> self-degrading God I can't talk Um. it's just just accept the good things when they come enjoy them because maybe you did earn it not that you have to earn good things in your life everyone deserves good things in their life regardless of whether they've earned them or not but I'm doing okay I really am I've, my life is getting so much better um, and Sure, part of me is holding on to the eating disorder as tightly as I can. Um, And, you know, there's other harmful coping mechanisms that I've been using that um, I won't talk about now, but I'm not perfect. I'm still fucking up. But also, I'm leaps and bounds better than I was before. Uh, I think in the last week, I only purged twice, which is amazing. And um, so yeah, I'm just trying to own it Like, I have done the work I, you know, struggled with this for so long I deserve good things And so do you Hello, future Christina If you're listening to this I really hope that you're staying safe and making good decisions. Uh, Odds are that you're not if you're listening to this. Um, But I just want to remind you that bulimia is stealing from you. Like bulimia is a thief. It steals time and energy. And you don't want that. You don't want to go back to that. It's not gonna be worth it, I promise. You might gain a little weight and that's okay. Weight can always be lost, not that you need to lose it, but um, yeah, bulimia is never worth it. And as long as you keep listening to that voice, you are never gonna stop the cycle. Um, And you have so many amazing things to do. You're so talented, you're so creative. You, the world is wide open to you You just Will never be able to do the things you want to do As long as you're bulimic As long as you Give in to those urges And You know, you'll you'll fuck up every now and then Everyone does But I think I know you better than anyone else And I know that sometimes You use that as an excuse To relapse And I'm just saying That's bullshit. Christina, you know better than that. Don't be afraid to lean on your family and friends. Don't be afraid to tell people you're struggling because they want to help you. You have so many amazing people in your life and they want to help you. So next time you have an urge, I just want you to listen to this. And remember how you felt in this moment. Full of hope. Productive. Inspired and just full of gratitude for the people in your life. Just take a deep breath, maybe do some yoga or something, and listen to this and know that you have the capability to change. Hello, friends. It's Christina again. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at podcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.